Today's reading is taken from the Gospel of John, uh, chapter 20, verses 19 to 31. On the evening of that first day of the week, when the disciples were together, with the doors locked for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and sighed. The disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. Again, Jesus said, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And with that, he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone his sins, they are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. Now Thomas, called Didymus, one of the twelve, was not with the disciples when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the nail marks in his hands and put my finger where the nails were and put my hand into his side, I will not believe it. A week later, his disciples were in the house again and Thomas was with them. Though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here. See my hands. Reach out your hand and put it into my side. Stop doubting and believe. Thomas said to him, My Lord and my God. Then Jesus told him, Because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Jesus did many other miraculous signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not recorded in this book. But these are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. So Pearl Thomas has got known through history as Doubting Thomas, Thomas the Doubter. And I think that's not really very fair. I'd like to give him a different name. I'd like to call him the one who asked questions. The man who was willing to ask the questions that probably lots of the others were thinking but didn't want to ask. Why did Thomas ask questions? What was going on? What was it? He asked questions because he wanted to know the truth. That's why I think Doubting Thomas isn't a very fair title. Because I think Thomas really wanted to know the truth. I think he was searching And things weren't clear, and he didn't fully understand, but he was willing to say, actually, I don't understand, but I want to ask the question because I want to get to the place in order that I can understand. And probably every single one of us knows that feeling of doubt, of at points in our lives, of having questions about who we are, about our faith, and about understanding who God is. And we call that having doubts. Sometimes we say that quite negatively. But actually, there's two sorts of doubts. 
There are doubts that are not very helpful, where we don't want to believe. Where actually we're going to say, I can't possibly believe that and I'm not even going to go to try. And those doubts are not going to help us at all. And it's a bit like going into a cave, where it's going to get darker and darker and darker. And if we say, that's where I am, that's my doubt, that's going to lead us into a cave that gets darker and darker. Whereas if we say, actually, I've got a doubt, but I want to believe, that's a much more positive doubt. And that's going to take us to a different place. That's a bit like going into a tunnel. Because even if the tunnel is really long, at the end of the tunnel is a light. And we're moving. It might take us a really long time, but we're moving towards light. We're moving towards understanding and believing. So doubt isn't always wrong. I think doubts can be helpful if it allows us to actually move from where we are to where we want to be and to be able to believe more. Thomas doesn't just ask questions at this point. He's asked questions before. So he's obviously got a habit of being the one that always says, but I don't get it. Tell me more. Back in John 14, Jesus is talking to his disciples and he says, I'm going to be going to heaven. And he talks about heaven being like a house with many, many rooms. And he's using sort of picture language and he says, that's where I'm going. You know where I'm going. I'm going to be in my father's house and we're preparing a place for you. And you know how to get there. And all the other disciples probably just nod, saying, yes, we know how to get there. And Thomas says, Lord, I don't know how to get there. How can I know? And because he asks the question, Jesus is able to give him one of the most helpful answers. And he says, Thomas, I am the way, the truth, and the life. One of the most profound statements in our Gospels, because Thomas asked the question, he says, I don't know how to get there. So he's used to exploring and following his questions in order to find more. So here again, Jesus wants Thomas to believe. Jesus knows that Thomas needs to be able to ask the questions. Now Jesus has died and he's risen. And we're in that period after he's risen, before he ascends back into heaven. So at the moment he's on earth and he's appearing to various disciples. And he's come to the upper room and he's met the disciples, but Thomas wasn't there. And you can imagine how cross he must have been. And he hears them all saying, we've seen Jesus. Come on, Thomas, you need to believe. We've seen him for ourselves. And he says, unless I see him, unless I can actually put my fingers in his wounds, I'm not going to believe. It's really hard for me. And even though I I know you and I trust you, this is such a hard thing to believe that Jesus has risen from the dead. I need to see it for myself. So a week later, it's almost as if Jesus repeats the whole thing, knowing that Thomas is going to be there. Because the other apostles have already seen him. But he comes back and he says, Thomas, come. Come and look at my wounds. I want you to believe, so come. And actually Thomas doesn't, it doesn't say that he actually does need to touch the wounds. He sees Jesus and he believes. And more than that, he turns and he says something incredibly unusual that we don't realise is unusual. He says, my Lord and my God. My Lord and my God. And in the Gospels, he's the only person that says that. His questions have led him to a place of belief that even the other disciples haven't reached. He realises that Jesus is his Lord and his God. 
Not just the Lord and God, but he can actually know him personally. And Jesus has done an amazing thing for him personally. And he calls him my Lord and my God. So I'm pleased that Thomas is a doubting Thomas. Because I think he's brave enough to ask the questions that I think many of us have. And Jesus doesn't want us to have questions. Well, he doesn't want us to have doubts. He's happy for us to have questions if we bring them to him. If we say we're not going to sit in the cave with our doubts, but we're going to take them into the tunnel and we're going to say to Jesus, Jesus, help me. I can't quite understand that. It's really beyond what I can see for now. But help me. And Jesus wants us to believe. And I know that he will come to each one of us and will help us. We're going to be quiet for a little while. And again, I'm just going to say a few things. And between each section, there's a chance for you to stop and think, is that me? Is that me that is being described? So let's be still. It might help to close your eyes. You don't have to. It might help to look at one of the windows or to look at the candles. But just to be quiet as we ask God to help us. So where do we struggle with doubt? Do we truly believe in Jesus' presence? That he's alive today and he lives with us? Do we know that in our lives as a real experience? Or do we long to sense his presence more in our lives? Or do we struggle in believing that that God can forgive us our sins? And do we really know that we're made clean when we come and say sorry? Do we believe that, that Jesus understands and shares our sufferings? He knows when life's difficult for us and that he stands with us in difficult times and in our pain. Do we struggle to believe that Jesus has the power to make us new, to transform our lives? Father, we thank you that Thomas's life was transformed. He moved from a place of doubt to a place of conviction. In our lives, would you do that too? Amen.